Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, wintertime, I'm on the grind. Yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live out my hustle. Pocket, it don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies, make money, make money, money, money. Yeah. Yeah. I want to find a thing to save my life, so I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me, no, it ain't over for me. Okay, let's go smoke that joint. <laughs> what up, what up? How's it going, everybody? We are here. Fantasy Hustler TV. We are getting it popping. Got my man Frank here. All right, hold on a second. Got some technical difficulties. Hold on one second. There we go. I was getting some kind of crazy echo. I'm getting the same thing. All right, hold on, guys. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> Is uh. All right, that's kind of messing me up. I don't know what the heck's going on here. But I uh, also got my man, Zach, on the show here. Yo, yo. All right. Then I got my man, Cody, Fantasy Football Dynasty. Make sure you go follow him on Apple Podcasts. And uh, what up, Cody? What's going on, guys? Glad to be here. Appreciate you having me, Alex. Man, yeah, go go give us a follow. Uh, give us a follow Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're everywhere, man. Uh, Twitter. Football Dynasty, uh, which is at FF Dynasty One. Uh, you got me at Cody FF Dynasty One. Uh, it's the same on Instagram, and uh, we're on Facebook, Fantasy Football Dynasty. Once again, man, appreciate you having me. Is it only me who's hearing the echo? Uh, I don't hear it, but uh, you're I'm not hearing it. Say what up to some peeps over here. What up, Chris? Corey, what up, bro? Corey's going to be coming on the show next week. Hey. 
else we got? Antonio, what up, bro? Henry, like the cut, G. Finally got to the barbershop. <laughs> Iso, what up? Goats says, what up, fellas? David, what up, bro? Thanks for the show, guys. Thanks, everybody, for being here. All right, hold on. Everyone can hear an echo. Hold on. David, what up, bro? Thanks for the show. Let me guys. let me try something. Let me test this. Let me test this. Let me let me try something. Let me test this. Let me test this. I think it might be something on my end. Hold on a second. Let me see if I gotta put in some headphones. I'm get this fixed, guys. I think it might be something on my end. Hold on a second. Let me see if I gotta put in some headphones. I'm get this fixed, guys. This is the first time this echo shit ever happened. I don't know what's going on. This is the first time this echo shit ever happened. I don't know what's going on. Sorry for everyone watching this on replay, dealing with the technical difficulties. Sorry for everyone watching this on replay, dealing with the technical difficulties. Man. I'm trying. I'm trying. Hold on, guys. We're going to work through this. Janae, what up? I'm trying. Working through some technical difficulties here. Some technical difficulties here. Sorry, guys. Hold on. Just trying to close everything out. I don't know what the hell is going on right now. Everybody sit back, smoke a bowl real quick, because I'm going to have to after this. Everything out. I don't know what the hell is going on right now. Everybody sit back, smoke a bowl real quick, because I'm going to have to. Oh, my gosh. I know what the fuck it was. Jesus. It was my messages that were up. And it was fucking playing the YouTube video on a message. What the fuck? All right. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Whoo! Time to smoke. All right. So we're here to talk about some fantasy playoffs. We're here to talk about some NFL playoffs. I'm excited about the playoffs. I I'm in 20 leagues right now. I think probably about 30% of the leagues I've already, uh, I've already clinched the playoff spot. Uh, what about you, Cody? Where, where are you at with your leagues? I'm not quite in 20 of them. Uh, <laughs> I've got about half of that. But, yeah, I mean, I'm probably right around there. I've got uh, – this is my last week in a couple of leagues. And then uh, next week, I think it's the last week for the rest of them. But, yeah, I'm probably right around that. Three, four leagues have already clinched the playoffs. Bye. Nice. What about you, Frank? I mean, I'm, I'm always looking at your team, like, every single week. And, man, your team is fucking stacked. And I'm, like, jealous – and I don't know if you have more than one team, but the team I always see is fucking stacked. 
Well, the team you're looking at is the team. This the money team. That's the one we playing for all, all the land. Um, I only have two fantasy teams this year. Um, so not completely, man. So I narrowed it down to two. But uh, clinch playoffs in both. Um, the one that you see is the one that I, I really focus on the most, though. That's the one I need the most help with and the most advice about. That one's fire, though. Like, every single week, it's like, I don't know how you're going to be able to sit one of these guys that you're asking me who to start and sit, but <laughs> somehow, either way, keep pushing. And then, uh, Zach, oh, man, we, we're playing in a couple leagues this week. Uh, one one league where I needed to win, uh, old school, uh, our Point Loma League. Fuck, I, I'm in, like, ninth place, needed to win. Had Antonio Gibson and Will Fuller uh, coming out on Thursday. In the other league that we're playing in, I know you need to win, and it's bullshit because both the people who are below you who could beat you and pass you, they're losing. So kind of bullshit. Let's hear about your teams. Yeah, I think I've only clinched in two leagues. I'm going to make it in four, and that fifth one is the one that you just talked about in the end there. And so we're going to see what happens with that. But, you know, the playoffs in the 16-man league is pretty cool because that's probably one of the harder leagues to have anybody. And you just don't have anybody on the bench, and there never seems to be anybody to pick up. So that one's one of the ones that was really, really tough. And you always check the standings and you look at your record and you think you're doing well, but you forget there are 16 people in there. And so you're, you're like fourth or fifth for the most part, as good as you're doing. But so far, so good. Made it in about as half of them. So, you know, that's all you can really ask for as long as they're decent-paying leagues, usually. Yeah, both uh, – I'm in two 16-men leagues, and I, I'm I'm clawing. I, I need Big Ben to play or I'm going to lose. And then in another league, I need Big Ben not to play or I might lose. So <laughs> it's uh, catch-22. But, uh, yeah, the 16-man leagues, one of them, I had the last pick in it, and I literally had the hardest schedule. So it was bullshit. Uh, <laughs> that was like a Twitter one that I'm in. Luckily, no money was at stake, but a little bit of my Twitter pride was at stake. <laughs> Same All right. money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the money league, that's what I'm more focused on. That one was just for fun, but just bullshit how it all worked out. I got the 16th pick. And then literally most points against, just some bullshit. <laughs> and I'm like fourth in points in the league too. So that's what makes it even worse. My team is like pretty squatted up. But, I mean, yeah, just to play like tough teams every single week. All right. So now through the playoffs, I mean, I know most, most <laughs> playoffs start in either week 14 or week 15. So we'll really just be talking about from this week until week 16. Oh, uh, yeah. Um. Outside of this week, I'm still pretty baffled about him. Uh, Justin Herbert, he plays New England this week, um, but his playoff schedule is, I mean, on paper, it's great. He's got Atlanta. Um, they're like 31st in the league um, against fantasy quarterbacks. Got Vegas, they're like 26th in the league, giving up over uh, 21.5 points a game opposing quarterbacks. We got Denver, definitely uh, not the defense they used to be. Uh, they did get 25th against uh, the pass, opposing on fast quarterbacks. So, I mean, you got three great uh, homecoming games in the playoffs that potentially be the biggest labor. 
Uh, if you're in a business developer like myself, I have them, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Outside of this week, we play New England, but I'm pretty much in the playoffs. I'm just fighting for a playoff time. But I mean, once I get in the playoffs, he's locked in QB1, do or die, Justin Herbert. And man, Justin Herbert's someone who put me on the map because I've been on him since uh, since literally week two. Right after that uh, that game, you could just tell he's going down the field with confidence, with accuracy. Took Patrick Mahomes uh, to overtime, and yeah, he's someone that I told a lot of people to pick up. And I know a lot of people started signing up on Patreon after I told him to pick up Justin Herbert, and he balled out in that uh, game versus the Saints. I made a lot of bold predictions on that game and ended up being right. I said he was going to put up over 300 yards, three touchdowns, and I think that was it. Uh, and I said that Hunter Henry was going to have a big game, Keenan Allen was going to have a big game, and Mike Williams. And all three of them got touchdowns. Mike Williams got two touchdowns. Herbert threw four touchdowns and only 260 yards. But with that extra touchdown, nobody cared about me falling short on those yards. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's been real hot ever since he got the start with the injury with Tyrod Taylor. He's been real hot. I saw the last week he had a kind of down week, but compared to uh, what you got on waiver wise, I mean, he's still in my book top five quarterback going forward. And even last week, I, th I think he's he finished as a QB1. He still finished in the top 12. He was like maybe 10 or 11, depending on what the scoring system was. But, yeah, that's a down week for him is finishing as a low-end QB1. So who's uh, someone you got, Corey, for your QBs down the stretch? Who's someone you're looking out for? Man, you know I like Justin Herbert, but uh, couldn't show too much favoritism in the show. <laughs> uh, so, actually, I really like um, – and I'll give my uh, – Co-host Gerald, a little credit for this one. Uh, Tom Brady. Um, I mean, past week 16, he's got Atlanta a second time. He's got him one time there in week 15. But he also gets Minnesota and Detroit. Uh, the the uh, schedule for him is just incredible. And he's got Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brakes playing well. well. I mean, what's not to like about the guy, in my opinion? Heck, Yeah. And he's had a couple off weeks, but, yeah, I mean, that schedule down the stretch, I mean, it, it's it's looking really nice. I mean, one thing that hurts a lot of Tom Brady owners is not having him this week. I mean, true, you know, yeah. if you're fighting for a playoff spot, it kind of sucks. Anybody on the Panthers, anybody on the Bucks, um, I don't like the week 13 buys, to be honest. I mean, uh, it's hurt me in a couple leagues. <laughs> All right. Now, Zach, who do you got uh, – for your QB, who you think is going to be a, a stud down the stretch? So I honestly, I, I don't have him, but it's definitely somebody that I do not want to end up playing. I just briefly looked at his schedule again, and that's Russell Wilson. <laughs> Look at his next three weeks. This guy plays the Giants, he plays the Jets, and then he plays the Washington football team. <laughs> like, I mean, that's just brutal. you got to hope that you don't end up against him or DK Metcalf in any league over these next three weeks because it's going to be rough. I'm fortunate enough to have DK in one league teamed up with him. But, I mean, you had to go with the obvious. There's only, you know, another one or two other guys outside of him and the other two 
people that you you guys have already named. So definitely Russell Wilson is who I'm uh, afraid of, I guess I would say, for these next few weeks. So I'm just hoping I don't play him. For sure. So I was going to let all you guys go first. So I'm really just waiting for your answers. And then I'm going to kind of pick from a couple people that I got here. Yeah, I mean, Herbert and Tom Brady. I mean, those are guys who are at the top of my list. I do like Jared Goff in uh, only, I mean, week 15 and week 16. But I really like Tannehill from now until week 16. At least that's when maybe you got to decide. If you're going to stream somebody or go with him, I mean, he's got Cleveland, then he's got Jacksonville, and then he's got Detroit. So that is a a nice three-game stretch that's at least going to get you up to your championship. And then they got Green Bay, who is, you know, a tougher, a a tough matchup. But I, I always, I know that there's always some QB that's going to come out and be streamable. Someone on the wire is going to come out. It just always happens. So if you got a guy who's got at least a solid schedule like Tannehill. Up until week 16, I mean, that's looking good. I don't have him anywhere. I, I'm really hoping I don't have to face him anywhere in the playoffs either. All right. So now let's go reverse order <coughs> on this one. Let's start with Zach, who's a running back that uh, running back, I mean, that you think is going to do good, whether you have him or not. Like you said, just someone who you think has a really good schedule and down the stretch yeah i think uh kamara's looking really good i don't uh i i don't foresee him meeting any two you know adversaries too hard they got the eagles in two weeks from now who may be maybe like the toughest front he'll end up facing but outside of that his only other tough game will be against the chiefs after that for the most part and you got to figure they're going to just try to get him the ball and keep the ball away from Taysom and whether it be through checkdowns or anything like that. I just feel like Kamara's always nearly unstoppable uh, these days. So I'd really look out for him out, out, out here over the next few weeks. Frank's getting a shout out. Is that, uh, is that your kid? Is that one of your kids? Yeah, that's my son, girlfriend. My other son, couple friends, I invited to the link. Nice. Yep, I had a few people shouting you out. That's what's up. Glad some people came to join. So let's see. And shout it out uh, in the comments. Who do you guys think is going to be a good running back, you know, in the playoffs? Who's someone that you got that you're stoked about? Or who's someone that you're worried about having to play in the playoffs? One of those two. Shout it out in the uh, in the comments. And so Corey or Cody, sorry, you are you are next. Let's hear the uh, the running back that you like down the stretch, or the running back that you that you fear playing down the stretch. Yeah, man, and uh, they're actually I've got two guys on the same team: Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines. Uh, man, they get the Texans twice, they get the Jags, and then they get the Raiders um, all the way up until week uh, sixteen. Don't really like them in week sixteen. Obviously, they've got uh, the Steelers. Uh, but the Jags, Texans, Raiders, all among the six worst teams as far as fantasy points allowed to running backs and PPR scoring, and they're all bottom 10 in passing yards allowed to running backs. Uh, so I really like Hines. He's the one I have on my team. Um, and then Taylor's one that I'm, I'm scared to uh, scared to see because I think that could be a really lethal one-two punch in these, uh, in these playoffs this year. 
And Texans have been so bad against the run. And yeah, they're playing them twice. Like, yeah, that's uh that's some good matchups down the stretch. <laughs> Let's see. Who else is up in here? Irish Soul, what up? And all right, let's see. So Aaron Jones, there's someone shouted out. My man Henry says Swift. Antonio says Henry. Henry said he's worried about James Robinson. Oh, you've got to be. <laughs> Irish Soul, Montgomery. Montgomery's on my list. Janae says Henry. Irish Soul says Eckler. Man, after that last game, Eckler, freaking 16 targets? Like, <laughs> that was the Eckler that everybody hoped and wished was uh, going to be there. Corey says CMC. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope so, man. I got CMC in two leagues, and I hope he comes back. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> Irish Soul says Kamara when Breeze comes back. Yeah, it's been bad with, uh, with Taysom so far. Henry says Chubb and Hunt. Yep. Samarian says Henry. My man David says Jacobs. Chubb and Hunt. And Samarian says anybody from Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And then those are the worries, C-E-H and Elliot. All right. So, Frank, get into uh, – doesn't matter if uh, anybody named it, you know, on the uh, comments or whatever, but who's someone down the stretch that you think is uh, – well, someone you're excited to play or someone you're really nervous about going against because you think they're going to eat? Uh, well, I'm going to give you two. Two that I'm excited not to play, but I think have a good playoff schedule. I'm going to start off with one that's, that's probably a little off the radar if he comes back healthy. Uh, Miles Gaskin. Um, I think that he could be a, a dark horse for somebody like myself that has him on the bench where he, you know, in another league with someone else. He plays Kansas City uh, first week of the playoffs. They're like 23rd in uh, rushing defense. They play New England. Surprisingly, uh, New England is like 20th in rushing defense. And they played Vegas, 29th in rushing defense. And, um, the way they was using him before he left, uh, Miles Gaston was a workhorse. He uh, displayed about four or five games straight where he was getting at least 15 to 20 carries. He was catching the ball out the backfield, which is difference maker for me at running back, being able to get at least 15 carries and at least uh, five, six targets a game. Um, I think if he comes back healthy, I don't know if uh, – they're going to let him be the workhorse that he was or will they be a running back by committee. But if he does come back, I think that he can be a nice flex play throughout the entire playoffs for somebody. And um, I also was going to mention Derrick Henry. He has probably the best uh, playoff matchup going up against uh, Jags, Detroit, and Green Bay. Self-explanatory. They're all bottom Stop come stopping the run. And I mean, so Derrick Henry's going to get at least 25, 30 carries a game. So, um, yeah, I got Miles Gaskins and Derrick Henry um, as my two. Zach's getting a shout-out from Chris. Chris is always oh. joining in on my yeah, live stream. That's my buddy through my boy, Low Fat. Nice. What up, Chris? <laughs> Chris is on my live streams, like, almost every every time that I'm doing them. That's pretty cool. That's, good. that's a cool dude right there. That's a good man. Nice. 
Yeah, Henry, he's someone that I'm worried about because I have him in zero leagues. And, <laughs> yeah, that schedule, I mean, just that uh, that week 15 against Detroit. Detroit's been so bad against the run. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm worried about that. So, guy I'm going with is uh, David Montgomery. I don't know why he he did good, broke off that huge run. What's up with the Bears coaches just not feeding him? Like Green Bay has one of the worst run defenses in the league. What I don't even that was like a 40-yard run I think he broke off. Why wouldn't you keep feeding him after that? Love his schedule down the stretch. I mean, kind of except for week 15, but plays Detroit this week. Then you got Houston next week. So I mean, back-to-back games um you know, getting you into the playoffs or start of your playoffs. And then they got Minnesota, kind of a tough matchup there, at least tough-ish. And then got the Jags in week 16. So, I mean, at least three out of four of those games, he's uh, set up to easily be uh, contending top five running back on the week. Let's see. All right, so we didn't talk about uh, any guys that you would sit, but I'm just going to throw a curveball at you guys, and we're just going to go reverse order again. Uh, Frank, who's someone that you really don't want to play, someone that you want to bench in the playoffs who maybe a couple weeks ago they were a must-start? Mm, let's see. I probably would go – I really don't like Ezekiel Elliott's schedule. Uh, a couple of months ago, I probably would have started him, but with the injuries and the offensive line being banged up like they are, um, Andy Dalton's back. That'll help a lot. He look, he, the offense looked more efficient with him um, running it. But, um, I mean, they play Cincinnati, which they're not too tough, but there are no pushovers on D. Then they play San Francisco, second round of the playoffs. Then you have Philly. Philly is is one of the, the better defenses that don't get credit, especially against the run. Um, the last game they played, if you all caught it, they gave the Seahawks everything they can handle defensively. It just the offense is they can't do anything. But I, I feel like uh, Ezekiel Elliott is with his he's been struggling lately, and by him playing some of the better uh, rushing uh, defenses in the playoffs. You might want to temper your expectations on him going forward. Um, that's that's the biggest name I would say out there um, in the playoffs. Have your plan B, possibly. For sure. All right. What about you, Cody? Who's your guy that uh, you're nervous about starting that you probably don't want to start, but someone who was a must-start at some point in the yes. season? Uh, so I've, I've actually got to go Clyde Edwards-Alaire here. Um, so he's got Miami, New Orleans, and then Atlanta. Um, and, I mean, Atlanta, while you love to target that secondary, uh, they've got a pretty solid against the run. Um, they are giving up the third fewest fantasy points to running backs this year. So that's definitely one that uh, you kind of shy away from. New Orleans is obviously a matchup you shy away from. And then I can see Le'Veon Bell getting a little bit more work. Uh, moving in uh, deeper into the playoffs. Uh, so, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be one that, I, that I'm starting to fade a little bit. Definitely, yeah. I mean, Miami, New Orleans, I mean, and then Denver this week, yeah, it's uh, not looking good for him. And he's getting 50% of the snaps, 55% of the snaps. So, I mean, literally splitting work because he's not in there on uh, uh, pass protection all the time. So, 
We'll see. I mean, he's probably going to be a guy who like emerges in like the NFL playoffs and helps yeah. none of us unless we're playing DFS. <laughs> All right, let's see who's up in here real quick. Dion, what up, bro? Says thanks for the show, fellas, and uh, 420 crew. Woo woo. Hell yeah. I'm hurt. My boy Fuller made it to top five finally, and now he's suspended. I know, man. That was uh, that that one's rough. He's too dropping. Soon, too. What'd you say? Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had him in both leagues. I'm going to the playoffs in. Sadly, yep. I had. I was really high on Fuller this year, so uh, yeah, I got him in so many leagues that that one kind of hurt. You've liked him for a couple years up on him whenever he plays he's a rock star it's just you never know how long he's gonna play for this year i think he gave people way more games than they thought that he was gonna get due to injury so either way i'll take it i said he was gonna finish as a top 10 wide receiver i know he's in the top 10 right now but uh so we'll see maybe uh points per game he'll be in their top 10 I saw a tweet earlier this week where they just uh, where the NFL needs to uh, legalize whatever substance he was on because of what he's done for him this year. He stayed healthy all year. <laughs> Hell yeah! I mean, he had that scare in week two uh, where he kind of left the game a little bit early, but he didn't miss any games. He uh, came yeah. back the next game rocking and rolling. All right, Zach. So, who's your running back that just scares you like hell that you don't want to play uh, in the playoffs if possible? Yeah, so I didn't really end up having any truly good ones at all this year on my team except for Derrick Henry in one league. For the most part, all of them have been avoidable in one way or another. Um, I know that somebody who ends up having to play no matter what but does look like he may have a little bit rougher than uh, what what I'm hoping for is um, – is James Robinson. He is a must start at all times, but he's got a few teams down the end there who are pretty brutal against the run and really run long pace offenses in their own right. And Jacksonville's just a dumpster fire always, you know, and he, I mean, if he wasn't the only guy over there, you know, you, you'd have to maybe consider it just because of the two teams he will play in the end with Baltimore and Chicago, but, I mean, either way, you end up having to play him no matter what. He is too good. You know, other than that, just like what, what the other guys had said, Hilaire, he's the one who, unfortunately, after such a wonderful, you know, beginning to the season, it just, you, you, you got to avoid him now. And that's, uh, you just knew as soon as Le'Veon was on the way that that was inevitable. But, you know, it's unfortunate regardless. <laughs> yep. It sucks. It sucks. So for me, I got uh, two guys down the stretch that neither that you guys didn't mention. Uh, first one is Drake Kenyon Drake. Just got really really tough matchups except for Week 14. He got the Rams, then he's got the Giants, which isn't bad. But then he's got Philly, and then he's got San Francisco. So I, I'm just that one's rough. I mean Edmonds, he everyone thought Edmonds was gonna take 50 percent of the work or whatever. I, I think that. You may still have to play Drake because his volume should be safe, but, man, just a rough slate of games. And then Dalvin Cook is someone that I'm really nervous about. Tampa Bay, Chicago, and then New Orleans. Man, that is uh, that's like a murderer's row of defenses right there. And 
I'm a little nervous about that. I got one league where I think I'm going to overtake first place because the first place team's going to lose and we're tied. And I got Dalvin Cook. I already got scared that he kind of got uh, hurt. And um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> looking at those defenses, that uh, that scares the shit out of me. All right. Before yeah. we get, I got okay. one, one more for you. One more. Let's hear um, it. I don't know how many people playing them, but I know at least one of these guys are hit and miss sometimes. But um, the entire Buffalo Bills backfield, Zach Moss and Singletary, um, Pittsburgh, Denver, New England. I was never high on either one of those running backs. Maybe Zach Moss at one time we thought he was going to become something that he never ended up being. So Pittsburgh's third against the run, Denver's eighth, New England is 20th. I'm not excited about no running backs unless it's Josh Allen in Buffalo. I don't know how. Back in Buffalo. Yeah, that's a big boy. (laughs) 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 DBs don't want to tackle him, that's for sure. Yeah, Devin Singletary, I got to say, he's one of the biggest, like, disappointments. And and then you think Zach Moss is going to be that guy at that big two-touchdown game, and Buffalo just doesn't run the ball. <laughs> I, what I, what Singletary get this week? I think he got, like, 80 yards. It's had to be his best game on the year. I don't see him repeating anywhere close to that and down the stretch. All right, so we got a couple questions here. Let's uh, get some audience participation. So from Kevin, why and how isn't the Giants using Janu anymore? Uh, anybody have some input on that? Derek Henry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like they're they're playing well enough that they don't have to throw the ball that much, and they got one of the best backs in the league. So I feel like you, I mean, really have to hand the ball off to Derek Henry 18, 20, 22 times a game. Yeah, yeah still the emergence of A.J. Brown, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, can catch the ball almost yeah. anywhere and do anything with it. Yeah. I know um, Corey Davis was out for a little while. Um, I'm a big fan and of I think, yeah, Joe New was having his best part of the year when Corey Davis was out. So, essentially, uh, the targets Corey was getting uh, was split between, you know, uh, the other players and Joe So, I think the uptick. But John knew when he was a top five tight end for a few weeks, which he was, which is hard to believe. But I think that uptick came because they had no you know, nobody else to throw the ball to, basically. Um, A.J. Brown, John Lou Smith, Corey Davis, you take one of those out, I mean, you got to throw it to somebody. <laughs> and he's still one of the leading tight ends at uh... – <laughs> in the touchdown category he just doesn't get any kind of volume so i mean it's just like almost every other tight end in the league you literally got to get a touchdown or you're going to be like tight end 15 it's it's crazy i've never i've never yeah and kittle i mean usually it was him now most tight ends that i'm seeing get between two and four targets and two and four receptions and they're literally between 20 and 40 yards and if you get over 40 yards, you're like a top 10 tight end just because of that. <laughs> Let me see. What up, Ruben? Says, what up, guys? Should I worry about Miles Sanders? Had a tough matchup 
versus Seattle. Not going to lie. I mean, I, I don't know why everyone thought that he was going to come in there and just run all over Seattle. But uh, what do you guys think about Miles Sanders? Let's go reverse order. Frank, you go first on this one. Uh, well, I have Miles Sanders, and it was tough for me to watch. Uh, Seattle is good against the run with Wagner in the middle, Reed on the D-line. But, I mean, I think it's more a play call in the game scheme as far as the last game. They didn't use him in the passing game. It was all Boston Scott. Um, he couldn't get anything running. And, I mean, the offensive line is horrible. Carson Wentz playing horrible. I just feel like it's a combination of a lot of things. Offensive line, quarterback play, and just uh, game script. They're going to play from behind. Uh, every, they feel like they stopped Miles Sanders, they stopped the Eagles, and that's pretty much it. Ashton Jeffrey, terrible. Uh, the young receivers, terrible to me. But, um, I mean, this Miles Sanders is a great play. He just played a tough team that focus on him. I'm going to keep playing him going forward. There's not many more running backs you can play over him and just see what happens. I think he has a better matchup coming up uh, this week that's coming. So I say keep going with Miles Sanders unless you have something on the bench to go better. But I, I don't know. Maybe he can get him in the passing game a little bit more because that's his bread and butter getting in the passing game because I only think he only maybe went over the 100 yard mark maybe once this year. Most of his points come from uh, receiving out of the backfield. So he's not a big 20-carry guy anyway. What do you guys think about uh, – this is an even better topic. What do you think about Jalen Hurts coming in for one play and then getting pulled after a completion? That was uh, – Twitter blew up. I, I saw it. Everyone's like, Jalen Hurts, here he comes. <laughs> and he's off after one play. What, uh, <laughs> what are your guys' thoughts on that? I just thought it was funny. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that I, I don't know if they just tried to throw a curveball at the Seahawks or something this week. I, I mean, they, I almost feel like they needed it, but it was kind of funny. I remember Twitter blowing up before the game, and yeah, I, it was pretty funny to me, too. That's game script, man. They <laughs> Bad game script. I mean, you got a, a dynamic quarterback as far as mobility. And you don't even know how to take advantage of that. Bad games for They could have left Wincy after that. <laughs> what, do, what do you think about the Hurts? Uh, the Hurts one play, Zach. Yeah, Philly is terrible. <laughs> um, and I'm a huge fan of that, of that Hurts. I watched him play at Alabama and move over to Oklahoma. I'd love to see him get an opportunity Maybe avoid this season, though, is good for him because it's terrible over there. You know, get Carson Wentz out of there next season and then give him a real shot through a real training camp, a real preseason, and then see what happens. As far as last night, yeah, I mean, I can't believe that the score became what it became at some point. It was almost like the Kansas City-Tampa Bay game where you looked at it and you went, oh, that was a game, and anybody watching went said, no, it wasn't. It was, it was really bad. And so, you know, it's definitely time for something else. But if I was Jalen, I'd be happy to wait till next year to, to get it, you know, to get it going. 
Hey, the the play that he the the play that he went off the field, Carson Wentz got gang tackled by three players. I'm sure he was glad that he missed out on that sack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that that old line is it's pretty rough over there, you know, and that that that's that's tough for any quarterback. Yep. Yep, Dion says I think they're just uh just seeing what they can do. They need to give Hurts a full drive cuz Wentz is terrible. And, I think it's, I mean, Wentz is pretty bad, but I mean, he, he got them third downs with his legs, but it's th- that offensive line is bad. Like, he's he's got no time for anything back there. 2017 <laughs> seems so far away now for him. It seems like a lifetime ago that he was considered for an MVP, you know? So that has to be part of it has to be on him as well. Yeah. Yep. All right, so let's get into some wide receivers and Cody, you go first on this one. So who's a wide receiver you'd like down the stretch or someone that you're afraid to play because they got a boss schedule down the stretch? Man, there's a couple of different wide receiver cores that I like. I hinted a little earlier that I couldn't play too much favorite in this stream. So uh, that's uh, where this this couple of guys comes in. Keenan Allen, man, 10-plus targets in all but two of the games that Herbert has uh, – started with him um, and he had eight targets in one and then had a touchdown and two targets in the game. He got hurt. Uh, I mean, Keenan Allen wide receiver three on the year and uh, PPR scoring, I mean, a hundred percent matchup proof uh, in my mind, but he's got a pretty good schedule uh, with Atlanta, Vegas, and Denver uh, weeks 14 through 16. Um, and Mike Williams, I mean, wide receiver 43 on the year. I like him a lot too. He's that big, big target for Herbert. Um, with an honorable mention I have here for um, Kiki QT and Brandon Cooks, um, obviously with the Will Fuller information coming out, Brandon Cooks becomes the guy in that system while QT is going to step up. I think QT potentially could be a league winner for a lot of guys this year if you can get them on waivers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Brandon Cooks, his schedule makes me a little nervous. Indy, Chicago, and then Indy over yep. the next three games. So, I mean, I want – I hope that he, he I hope that he uh you know just ends up being that number one wide receiver and they scheme him the right way because I got him in a handful of leagues. So uh oh, yeah. yeah I'm hoping that he does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, who's uh who's one of the wide receivers you like down the stretch or you're scared of playing down the stretch? So I mean honestly, I'm gonna just team him up with the quarterback that I said in DK because he gets to play the exact same teams that I mentioned earlier that Russell gets to play. You're talking you're talking the Giants and Washington football team, like just pure just oh it's 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 terrible on all those fronts over there. And I just see Russell trying to possibly make a late season bid for MVP. So how does that happen? He's got to throw the ball. You know what I mean? He's got to get to plays. And I, I feel, you know, always it's it's a little weird to see how far back Tyler Lockett is from DK these days, especially because you can't see too much of a loss in steps or anything like that. But DK just seems so dominant. I remember watching him play college football, and he was a grown man among grown men, and he's still that in the NFL. What do you do against that? You know, I can't believe anybody passed on him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a podcast that I've been on a few times and uh, they're from Arizona and they always talk about how they really thought that DK was going to be their draft pick. And they ended up drafting uh, Andy Isabella. 
like two picks before DK got uh, got picked. Could you imagine if the Cardinals had DK right now on the, <laughs> on their squad? Yeah, ask Chicago about how much they love Trubisky. <laughs> they traded up to get Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, that Mahomes guy, he makes way too many mistakes. We're going to take Trubisky. <laughs> I bet you they fucking hate State Farm, too, having to look at Patrick Mahomes every time. Squirting all that ketchup everywhere and shit. <laughs> all right, Frank, who's your wide receiver down the stretch that you think uh, has a great schedule and you either love to play him or you're really afraid to uh, to face them? Um. I did play the bad quarterback, Allen Robinson and Mooney, uh, Chicago Bears. You have uh, Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville. Uh, like I said, Houston is like 26 against the pass. Uh, Minnesota's 31st, and Jacksonville's 20th. So, I mean, and I see all of those games um, – being shootouts. And um, like I said, Trubisky's the quarterback. That kind of tempers my expectations on Mooney and Allen Robinson, but um, Allen Robinson's going to eat regardless. He's, he's quarterback proof. Um, I think he has one of the highest floors um, as a wide receiver in fantasy. Uh, Mooney's a good deep threat. I just think that. Uh, they're gonna come out. They're gonna they're gonna try to ball because they're still in playoff contention. I just think that Allen Robinson is gonna get at least ten to twelve targets a game, and I think that he's gonna take advantage of those solid secondary. Yeah, Allen Robinson. He showed last game that uh, no matter what, he's gonna get force fed. I mean, why not? He's the only guy who's gonna get separation at least on the regular basis, no matter what his schedule is and he's got a really, really nice schedule. <laughs> uh, so I'll talk about two wide receiver cores that I like um, the Rams. I mean, they got, they got New England in week 14. So that's not the best for a guy like Robert Woods, but then they got the jets and then they got Seattle in week 16. So I, I like them down the stretch. I mean, kind of been a little wishy-washy but week 15 and 16 they should be worth all that draft capital that was spent on them. And I really like Tampa Bay's schedule down the stretch. I mean, sucks it. They're not playing this week, but Minnesota, Atlanta, and then Detroit. I mean, that's three of the team. I mean, those are three of the worst teams against the pass. And Chris Godwin, he's still the number one. He's getting the first looks there. Antonio Brown, he's the guy I'd be nervous about playing really out of that Mike, Mike Evans his uh his workload's really been safe over the last couple weeks and yeah I don't think any of those guys are gonna get shut down down the stretch. Let's see. Oh man, Dion shouting out being a Vikings fan and when we drafted Laquan Treadwell before Mike Thomas Michael Thomas. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> man, I like Treadwell over there at uh Ole Miss, actually. I watched him play a lot of ball over there. He caught a lot of things and did really well in college. It just Sometimes it just doesn't carry over. You know? Yeah, I liked him out of college, too. That's tough. Tough when it doesn't translate to the big stage. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, so we're not even going to waste our time talking about tight ends. Not uh, not worth it at all. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Travis Kelsey or bust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man would be wide receiver four on the year. Yeah, he's uh, – there's a couple I, – I, I forced myself to draft Travis Kelsey in a lot of leagues. Usually I'm just trying to, you know, draft a late tight end. And it's just one of those things. Most of the time it doesn't work out. When it does, it's really nice. But when you have to stream that week-to-week headache, like, <laughs> that's just stress that you shouldn't wish upon yourself. <laughs> get it. And in leagues that you got Travis Kelsey, it is nice to not have to uh, not have to worry about it. And actually, it's funny. I play in one league where we got kickers. That's it. I'm in the league with Zach. And somebody dropped Koo. And I don't know why. And I got Kelsey <laughs> in that league. I picked up Koo on waivers in his bye. And now I got Kelsey and Koo. I literally don't have to fuck with any streamers in that league like, at all. <laughs> at least not at those positions. <laughs> Stoked about that. All right, so we're talking some NFL playoffs here right now. So everyone get your standings up. I'll shout a little bit of them out. Uh, NFC, let's talk about that first. I think that's a little bit easier. I, I don't uh, – let me see. I don't have the playoffs up. I'm just going to read off the uh, the records. So we got the Saints at 9-2. and two. They're in first place. Packers, or the C- Packers and Seahawks, they're at 8-3. Then it jumps down to the – to the Rams at seven and four, the Bucks at seven and five. How many teams is that? That's only five. That that's literally all the teams that have. Uh, oh wait, and then the Cardinals at six and five. Okay, so that's six, and that's literally Minnesota, all the teams that have Minnesota, Chicago, and uh, San Francisco. Yeah, and they're five and yeah, and they're five and six. Uh, 49ers, <laughs> five and six. Uh, the Giants are four and seven. Washington's four and seven. The Eagles are three, seven, and one. And the Cowboys are three and eight. So they're literally all in the playoff hunt, at least for that uh, for that one seed there. Okay, so run down. So we're picking seven teams. Okay, so we're just gonna run down the seven teams that you think are gonna make it, and then talk about whoever you think. Is going to be like the Cinderella story if there is going to be one, someone who's going to kind of slide in under the radar. And we'll start with you, Frank. Um, definitely the Saints. Um, Saints, let's go Packers. Um, Seahawks, Rams, so large, Cardinals. After that, it gets a little iffy for me. Because none of the team, because none of the teams have winning records after that point. <laughs> Who do you have winning the NFC East, man? Uh, that dumpster fire. Who you got winning the dumpster fire NFC East? Shit, I just don't need to include their ass this year. Um, <laughs> NFC East. I actually have Giants. Okay. Okay. 
I like I the Jazz. my NFC East winner, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the Jazz because um, I think they had a lot of injuries beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sterling Shepard had a couple of receivers. Every game was playing way better this year. Um, they just seem to be piecing together their team a little bit better down the stretch than Washington Eagles or the Cowboys. Um, I think the Cowboys pretty much are mathematically, I don't think they are out, but I think they dug a hole they can't get themselves out of. I, mean, yeah. I like the Giants and maybe Washington. Eagles and Cowboys are just a little too far behind, especially the Eagles. They're just too dysfunctional. But I like the Giants. They're healthy. Their defense is actually pretty good. Um, if Daniel Jones can stop turning the ball over, and, and you know, I, I just like them. I like them as a young quarterback. And, I mean, all of them suck. But I think the Giants will come out on top. I hear you. And uh, so nobody's out of it in the NFC East. I mean, there's five games left, and the Cowboys are 3-8, and eight, and the Giants are in first place right now at 4-7. and seven. So they're only separated by one game and then – I mean, whoever has the tiebreakers, that may uh, come down making a difference. All right, Zach, who's your seven NFC teams? And then, yeah, let's talk about the NFC least and who you think uh, at the end is – who do you think is going to gonna run away with it there? Well, you know, as far as the seven goes, definitely New Orleans, Seattle, Green Bay, you know, are for sure locks. you got to have Tampa Bay following that up along with the Rams. Um think that that leaves a battle between Arizona and Minnesota sort of at that point. Um, I'm not too sure as far as who has the rougher schedule. Just pulling it up right now. Um, it looks like Minnesota has some pretty, you know, they can win maybe four out of those next uh, five or so games, but I, I just don't, don't know exactly who's going to fill that last spot there. Um, I, I would have to go with Minnesota, though. I think that as long as Dalvin can stay healthy and Kirk Cousins can just stay out of the way, that they can possibly pull it off. Uh, I am prepared, though, to watch the Kyler Murray show in the playoffs and see what he can do because uh, that, that guy's going to be something incredible right there. Um, and as far as the team making it from the NFC East, I'm honestly taking uh, the Cowboys. I think that Andy Dalton uh, somehow – I mean, it's just – it's crazy to even say it. Look, Andy Dalton's not that terrible. I, Pittsburgh fan, I watched him play for years. He's not great. He's not that terrible. But you got Zeke, who if he ever figures out that he's amazing again, then he'll be fine. And then along with Cooper and Gallup, like, I think that they can really do some damage. I Granted, that defense, I didn't realize they were so – bad all you see is van der Esch and jalen smith though i don't know it doesn't isn't that the team that alden plays for as well isn't he a yeah rush on that team yeah so what what is it their secondary is just utterly terrible is that their their problem because i mean already those three out of the, out of the front seven seem adequate i don't see why they can't seem to stop anybody i'm not sure who's going to be the giants quarterback like did daniel jones even practice at all is he still hamstringing it up and then we got the Colt McCoy show at that point. You know, I don't know how that's going to go. Washington, I just don't think they're 
truly ready to take over, uh, not with all the craziness that goes along with their team name and everything like that. And, you know, outside of that, like we talked about earlier, the Eagles are just terrible. Like, Doug Peterson got his Super Bowl and decided, he said, that's enough. Like, let's see how many times I can get paid and then just check the fuck out of this thing. <laughs> you know? So, I, I don't know. I see, I, I honestly, uh, you know, I hate the Cowboys. I'm not a fan of the Cowboys, but I think that they got a real chance. I think that their offense lines up with anybody else in the NFC East and there's a good chance that they could possibly do something. Nobody's pulling away with it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm going to throw my dart at them and see what happens. <laughs> All right, so we got one Giants and we got one Cowboys. All right, so Cody, break down your seven real quick and then talk about the NFC least. All right, I'll give the other three division winners I have first. I have uh, Packers, Saints, Seahawks at one, two, three. So I actually have the Packers, Leapfrog, and the Saints there. Uh, then I have the Buccaneers, Cardinals, and Rams as the other ones making it. So the NFC West gets uh, three, three teams in. And uh, – Contrary to both Frank and Zach, I actually do have the football team making it in. Alex Smith um, is showing that he is playing – he's playing capably. I'll put it that way. Uh, Antonio Gibson's really, I mean, playing well. Uh, he's among the lead leaders in touch, rushing touchdowns right now. Uh, I don't know exactly where he sits, but I know he's up there. So uh, I've actually got the football team um, as making the playoffs from that division. Nice. And I, I have the same top seven as you, uh, Saints, Packers, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, and then the Bucks. The, the NFC West, the, I mean, the Rams are legit. I mean, I think in the NFC, nobody has uh, given up fewer points than them. I mean, got a couple uh, monsters in the AFC, like the, uh, like the Steelers, the Ravens. I mean, obviously, they haven't played each other yet, but I don't think they're going to give up enough points to go past them. And then the Dolphins, Dolphins have given up the least amount of points, but that's why I think the Rams are mainly going to make it in there. Just a lot of their defense, because they're not scoring that much. And I feel like Vikings bears, their, uh, their schedule is probably going to keep them out of it. I feel. And NFC East, I'm going with the Eagles. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because if you look at everyone else's schedule there, their schedule is just very hard. And the Eagles finish it off with two games against the NFC East with the Cowboys and Washington. So if they win those last two games because of that random tie that they got, you know, in there, I think that helps them sneak just ahead. <laughs> I, I want, I wish it was Washington, but if you look at their schedule, man, it is a, uh, it's tough. Cause that's who I really wanted it to say, but then I just wanted to have it something different. So we all picked one. So it was, <laughs> But Washington, man, the Steelers, 49ers, and then the Seahawks, and then Panthers, and then Eagles. So, I mean, Panthers and Eagles, maybe they get those. But, yeah, their spirits might be broke by that point. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, I hope Antonio Gibson just uh, kills it down the stretch, though. That is one thing that uh, <laughs> I am hoping for. All right. So, Cody, back to you. We're getting to the AFC. So, in the AFC – Let's break down the top seven, and what are we going to do for this one? Yeah, and then let's talk about just whoever you think is going to be the, the seventh seed or sixth or seventh seed, you know, kind of just sneaking, there, sneaking in there at the bottom and why. 
Yeah. Uh, so the AFC was a lot tougher to come up with. I can tell you that much for me anyway. Uh, so I have the, uh, well, the top three or four were fairly easy. Steelers, Chiefs, Titans, Bills. Um, and then I actually had, an, an, just like the AFC, I have uh, three from the uh, AFC North actually making it in. I have the Browns, then the Colts, then the Ravens. Um, so I have Colts and Ravens probably uh, as my six and seven seed. Um, I think the Colts are really built to be able to do it. They have the Texans, the Raiders, the Texans, the Steelers, and the Jags. So I think they can realistically go, I mean, four and one with that schedule. Um, and I think they could honestly make a splash in the playoffs as long as they can avoid the Chiefs in the first round. For sure. I feel that. So, Zach, let's hear it. And uh, don't brag too much about your Steelers being at the uh, – <laughs> At the top there. Yeah, that's really hard not to do. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, definitely the same for Pittsburgh, Kansas, Tennessee, and Buffalo. Uh, I, I feel Indy and Baltimore make it somehow. I just, you know, it's hard for a Steeler fan to never envision the Cleveland Browns doing a Cleveland Brown thing. And somehow I don't think – I think – I don't think Vegas sucks. I think they're halfway decent. They beat arguably the best team in the league, by far the best offense in the league. Derek Carr beat them. That's crazy. You know, so I can see uh, Cleveland losing at least two more games down the stretch, possibly three. Um, I know Oakland doesn't have to play the Chiefs again, so they don't have to worry about necessarily a guaranteed loss. So there could be a situation like that. I'm truly hoping that the Ravens completely fall apart and that they don't make it and Cleveland does. Honestly, that would be way better for us because, you know, at any point in time, Lamar Jackson can be Lamar Jackson, and that's scary, scary. You know, you don't want to play that. You don't You don't want to. Um, so that, that's sort of who I got going on right now. I'm hoping that the Vegas Raiders make it. There's a possibility of the Browns. So I have an A and B, Vegas Raiders, Browns, B. Well, more like D, like all the way down. They're bad. They suck. <laughs> all right, Frank, break down your top seven and who you think is going to sneak in there at the bottom. Well, the top four remains the same. Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Kansas City. Um about the box a little bit just because I like how they play. I like their defense. Like Miami to squeeze in. Surprisingly. I mean, they they fit the mold. Uh, they just got to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. But both quarterbacks are playing fairly decent enough to get them into the playoffs. I'm going to be the other ball and go uh, Miami, Cleveland, Indy. I have not much faith in Vegas. It's Based on how they're playing, uh, they don't know how to get the ball to their best playmakers. They don't play great defense, and that's a disaster move. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Indy, Cleveland, Miami, squeaking into the playoffs. Nice. So I'm going to throw a curveball at you guys because I think the Dolphins are actually going to overtake the Bills and end up winning the division. And they play each other in week 17. But I think the Dolphins have a way easier schedule down the stretch than the Bills. So I think that the Dolphins are going to leapfrog them. And I think it's going to be Dolphins, Chiefs, Steelers. And I think the Titans are going to do enough to uh, capture that division. And then I think it's going to be the Bills. And then I think it's going to be the Colts. 
And I think the Ravens are going to sneak in. Because if you look after after this week versus the Steelers, they got the Cowboys, the Browns, the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Bengals. So if they crack off all of those wins, I don't think that I don't think that Cleveland is going to win enough games to stay in front of them. And that's even if, you know, the Ravens lose, they still got five fairly easy games coming up down the stretch. It sounded like five and oh. That sounded like, geez. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's see. Let's see if we got any other questions in here before we sign off. There's a bunch of stuff in here while I was looking at the standings. Antonio says Henry's got an easy playoff schedule. Yeah, he does. King Henry, number one. I hope not this year. <laughs> I don't have him, but. Uh... All right, well, let's see. All right. There's a bunch of chatter going on. Not really too many questions that we want to get into necessarily. All right. So I think we're good. I think we'll sign off. How about uh, everyone put some final thoughts out there? And uh, <laughs> and here we go. Conscious Machine says, let's get back. We can uh, – <laughs> I'll smoke to that. <laughs> and so – how about we get some final thoughts or some final words just for the <laughs> season and, uh, you know, just wrapping up this show, shout outs, whatever, where people should follow you. Anything you want to say, floor is yours. Frank, go ahead and get it. Uh, shout out to all the viewers that decided to come out and uh, check out me today on my first live stream, Fantasy Football, back in Alabama, Georgia, and Across the entire southeast, um, I think I'm pretty much the only one from the south. But hey, we had to get a little south flavor in here today. Um, Run time. <coughs> Zach, final thoughts and shout outs and where people can find you if you want people to follow you. Yeah, um, I'm sure I have a Twitter handle and an Instagram handle that I'm Aware, unaware of the actual name of them. Um, but this was fun. This is really cool. I, I rarely get to talk fantasy football with anybody outside of Al and Earl. <laughs> this is interesting. Definitely hoping for some great production out of my Steelers players over here down the stretch. I got a ton of them on all my teams for the playoffs. So it could really use, you know, uh, we're really hoping to crush Washington. Um, but definitely if I can, uh, ever do this again, I'll be uh, more aware of uh, what my uh, my actual handles are and things of that nature. For the most part, my feet's just uh, puppies and, and sorts of things like that, though. Uh, and Steelers. <laughs> That's about it. But yeah, thank you again for having me. This was super cool. It's nice to meet uh, Frank and Cody, too. Two real cool dudes, you know, you know, know plenty about football, which is always interesting, you know, to find something like that. And so I'm going to stay on until 420. If anyone has to go, you can go, but I'm just going to stay on until it, because I know we got a bunch of 420 followers in here. So we'll just shoot the shit about anything. But uh, Cody, go ahead and uh, give your shout outs. Where can people find you? You know, all of that. 
Yeah, man. Like I said, the show, you can find uh, the show on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, on all the big platforms, Fantasy Football Dynasty. Uh, you got us on Facebook at Fantasy Football Dynasty, as well as Twitter and Instagram at FF Dynasty One. Uh, guys, I promised my boys a shout out, uh, my co host, so I got to give a little bit of shout out there. Uh, you can find me again at Cody FF Dynasty One, uh, Gerald uh, at Gerald FF Dynasty One, that's J E R E L. Got my boy Casey at Casey, uh, FF underscore Casey, and then my uh, our producer at Unsportsman Big J. Uh, so you had to give a shout out there. Uh, I want to give a shout out to you guys. Had great conversation tonight. I had a lot of fun. Uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, and uh, lastly, shout out to you, Alex. Appreciate you having me, man. And uh, always looking forward to these live streams. I try to be on as much as I can because they are extremely helpful. You guys try to be on these as much as you possibly can because every time you know, those start sit questions are helping helping out every single week. Um, so that that's the big one to try to tune into. Uh, Man, uh, thank you again for having me on. For sure. And, uh, yeah, make sure you guys go follow him on Apple Podcasts or any podcast out there. Zane, what up? Mitchell, what up? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Conscious Machine says, uh, talk Keenan Allen and Mike Williams together. I have Devontae Thielen with two flex, so Devontae and Keenan are my wide receivers. Thielen is one flex. Do you prefer Mike Williams or Christian Kirk? So who's got this one? What do you guys prefer this week? I don't like Mike Williams uh, this week too much. I would go Christian Kirk just based off the matchup. Man, I don't – I have Keenan Allen and I have – uh, Justin Herbert, I've been riding with him all year, um, but I don't feel comfortable starting another season against New England outside of Keenan Allen and maybe on the hearing at tight end. Uh, so I, I would say Christian Kirk, um, he's a big play receiver. Uh, floor is probably, well, floor is probably about the same, but I think that he, he's going to get more separation against uh, his opponent this week with Murray at quarterback. And I'm just not comfortable starting two uh, wide receivers against New England. That's a little too much for me. What about you, Cody? What do you think? You got an opinion on these guys? Yeah, man. Um, honestly, I'm probably starting Kirk this week as well. Um, I mean, I'm with I'm with Frank. Trying to start with somebody against the uh, Pats is never easy. Um, I mean, the uh, – Kirk does have the Rams this week, so that's not going to be an easy one either. Uh, but, I mean, I I feel like you could almost flip a coin with these two, uh, but I'd probably lean Kirk just slightly. What about you, Zach? You got an opinion on the Mike Williams and Kirk? I'd say Kirk just because I think Kyler is looking for a big bounce-back week. And once again, you know, in order to do that, you got to throw the ball around got to get it out there i really and and it's i don't is fitzgerald still on the covid situation i think as of today he is but i think uh he can clear in time but we shall see it's like a day-to-day -day thing with all this shit yeah i'm hoping for big things from kyler i need him especially in my 16-man league so yeah I, I would go with him over mike williams especially because i i think uh, keenan allen's gonna eat up everything in uh san diego or 
Yeah, super nervous about Mike Williams this week. I think he's just too easy to scheme out of a game. I think Belichick will easily like just uh, throw him in double coverage because it'll be so easy just to keep him under wraps and then try to see if Gilmore can hold him down. All right. Let's see. And then Corey says, Kirk, no, no question. <laughs> For sure. And then Corey says, can't wait until next week, bro. It's going to be tight. Yeah, Corey's going to be on the show next week. But, yeah, I like doing these shows. I'm going to do one every Tuesday. And then in the offseason, I'm sure I'm going to be doing more of these, too, because they're just fun to get on here and talk fantasy football. And it's uh, a lot easier than I have to edit the video and everything. I like it. <laughs> Let's see. Who else we got? Mike R says, are we worried about Hopkins? Also, the amount of volume he's getting. What do you guys think? Frank, what do you think? No. Never worry about Hopkins. If the Cardinals are going to win, it's going to go through Hopkins and Colin Murray. Here. What do you think, Zach? Double up on what Frank said. Never, ever go against Hopkins or ever doubt what he's going to do or be. Especially, I mean, how can you even consider anything after the catch against Buffalo? You know, it's, so <laughs> I'd love to see him and Devonte Adams go at it in a best catch situation and more, more, more dynamic player because that's who it's coming down to these days is him and him. You know. Yeah, if I could just play devil's advocate, they they do got the Rams this week and then the Giants where they got uh, James Bradbury and Logan Ryan, and then he's got Darius Slay in Philadelphia week uh, week 15, and then they got San Francisco in week 16. So that's the only thing that sucks about uh, about that is that that schedule. But uh, Slay got owned by Metcalf last night. You know what I mean? Metcalf got all over him. All right, let's see. From Faisal, pick three. Debo, Allen Robinson, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson. This is for week 13. <clears throat> I have, um, Let's see. I'm going to pull out my schedules right now just to see who everyone's got in this game. Let's see. Debo is going up against the Bills. Allen Robinson. He is going up against the Lions. <laughs> nice matchup. DK, he is going up against the Giants. Keenan Allen, he's going up against the Patriots. And then Deontay Johnson is going up against Washington. Zach, what three would you start here? Uh, Deontay, DK, and then... For some weird reason, just because of the matchup between Allen and Keenan Allen, you know, it's hard to ever go against Keenan Allen. That guy's really good, but Detroit is so bad. <laughs> They're really, really bad. But I'd probably go Keenan Allen just to be safe. Keenan, DK, and Deontay. Um, I'm, always, I'm always huge on Deontay, though, so I, I, it'd be hard-pressed for me to put somebody else in there outside of DK or Keenan with him. <laughs> Damn Steeler fan. <laughs> and don't worry, Faisal, you're you're forgiven. You're forgiven. <laughs> uh 
Frank, who you got out of these three for week 13? I have Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, and Allen Robinson. It's mainly a volume thing for me. Debo has been good, especially the last game. Um, but to me, he's not like a cool uh, cook. He's hitting me. Uh, Deontay Johnson got a lot of miles to feed in Pittsburgh. Still got Claypool and you got Juju. Allen Robinson, number one guy, going to be a 10 target. Metcalf, number one guy. He's going to get a big target. Keenan Allen probably get about 15 targets every game. I like volume. The more volume you get, the more opportunity you have to make plays. So I, I like to go the safe route. Allen, DK, Keenan. And I think I'm going the same way. I mean, Debo, they're going up against the uh, they're going up against the Bills, so he's got the Tredavious White coverage. I mean, that's just something that's probably going to mess him up a little bit. Deontay Johnson. The only thing that I can see is. Steelers at home going up against Washington. I mean, easy matchup for them. If they go up early real quick, I mean, they could just coast. I mean, really easy to coast in a game like that. So, and Corey said, Frank is absolutely right on this one. <laughs> All right, let's see. We'll do a question or two. We got 420 coming up in three minutes. So we'll all smoke big on 420. I like it. Let's see. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to have to tag out of here at 420. Cool. Yep, we'll all be tagging out of here at 420 after the bowl. Let's see. I lost my spot here. Trick Shot City, Duke Johnson or Jonathan Taylor this week? I mean, assuming Jonathan Taylor actually plays. So... Well, they're playing each other. Uh, Texans are playing against the Colts this week. So, Frank, who you got out of these two? Um, if, if Jonathan Taylor plays, I like Jonathan Taylor. Um, they play in Houston, I want to say. Houston's not the best against the run. And um, they like to force-feed him sometimes. He's not a pass receiving back. They use hands more for that, but I think he should get 12 to 15 carries. Duke Johnson, I don't, I mean, I, I wouldn't touch him. I just, it's crunch time. It's too close to the playoffs to be experimenting. Experiment. Type of player in the fantasy, I just think you should go with Jonathan Taylor. He has that safety floor. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I, I drafted Duke in three leagues last year thinking that anything something would happen and that was just so foolish um and so i i just don't ever i i, I don't play him in anything or any situation um jonathan taylor out of wisconsin was one of the most like magnificent runners i'd ever seen play college football that man knows how to run the ball he is smooth and he is big and he is not slow so i would go taylor you know they want to really keep the ball away from Phillip as much as possible. Um, he just looks old, unfortunately. Um, so I would go with him. But just, I've also – I've had prior bad experience with Duke Johnson, so it's easier to do Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I don't know how much I can trust Duke Johnson. I mean, I know David Robin, uh, David Robinson, David Johnson. He's supposed to be coming back to practice this week. So just one of those things where, yeah, I mean, once David Johnson comes back, his work is getting split. I mean, a lot. So, all right. Let's lock and load them. I'm just going to start it now. Let's get that 420 bowl going. <laughs> and everyone on YouTube, check out my pinned post with the merch. <coughs> a 420 crew shirt. Oh, God. I'm sorry, puppy. <coughs> don't step on your dogs. They don't like you. Huh. All right, everybody, we're signing off. Frank and Zach, just hold on for one second. <coughs> Make sure you follow me everywhere on social media at FFHustler420. Go subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. If you're watching this on Facebook, go subscribe on YouTube, Fantasy Football Hustler. And then go follow me on Apple Podcasts, every podcast out there, Fantasy Football Hustler. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Are you ready, Jim? I'm ready. Want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, when it grind. Yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live out my hustle. It don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So the hustle, ladies and homies, make money, make money, money, money. Yeah. Hold out here for a bill. Ain't trying to get this money for a real. I'm gonna find a thing to save my life. So I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me. No, it ain't over for me. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast.